Stop my timer. I am Denise, a compulsive eater. Thank you for the opportunity to do service. Um, it's nice to be here. Good, I think it's good morning um, over there. It's good evening over here. And um, I'm kind of a linear thinker. So I'm just gonna start at the beginning and roll my way forward. Um, I grew up in um, an alcoholic home. I thought it was just your regular average middle-class family. And later on in years, years into recovery, I learned that it was actually an alcoholic, codependent, um, rage-filled home that I grew up in. And um, although I do believe that my parents had all the best intentions, um, they lacked the skills to really um, handle emotional adversity and to teach us the skills to be able to do that as well. Um, it was just a, a, a lot of upheaval. Uh, I don't want to go down that too far down that path, but what my upbringing did um, in the lack of the tools and the skills that I had as a child to deal with the emotions that come up, um, I think in, in probably any anybody that's growing up and wanting to feel safe um, is I look for ways to escape. I look for ways to um, get my bearings, to get my, to get grounding. And although I found many, many ways to escape, um, I have that, that whack-a-mole game. Um, food was definitely my first and it was my, my first love. I mean, it really was the thing that helped to quiet that fear to quiet that anxiety to just quiet everything that was going on around me. Um, and I'm not really sure. I don't, I don't remember when it all took place. I just remember growing up and, and having something to eat. And every package to me was a single serving. Like it just didn't occur to me that they were multiple servings. And, you know, my mother explained that to me and I still, you know, I still have a challenge with that. Um, so my first experience with any type of diet regime, um, was when I was about 13 years old, my mother brought me to diet workshop and that's when my journey with, um, with food in my, in, 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 um, I didn't realize it then, but my really unhealthy and unstable and, um, dysfunctional relationship with food really took off. Um, and I continued to use food, other substances to, to fill that, that black hole. Um, and, you know, like probably most everyone else in here, you know, I would lose weight, gain it back. You know, it was just like that yo-yoing. And so, you know, kind of feel good for a moment and then um, not so good. And it just, an already, you know, weak self-esteem. Every time I did through that cycle, it just kind of chipped away at what was there. Um, and when I was about, um, I think I was 26, I actually got sober, um, put down alcohol and drugs. And when I had those as, as, as a tool, um, I wasn't so much into the food, but it, it didn't take long in there to, to pick up and really go running with my other addiction, um, which was codependence and food. Um, and those kind of go hand in hand for me. Um, and 
So it was probably about, you know, I, I, I was, you know, working one program and, and still finding that I still had that, that, um, that, that black shadow following me around. And so it was probably about 23 years ago, I figured that um, I went into my first OA meeting and, you know, I grew up as somebody that just was full of self-loathing, full of fear, full of um, despair. And I didn't know that. Like, I didn't, I just thought I was broken. I had no idea that there were names for these things and that there were causes for them. And I didn't know that there were other tools um, to deal with them. So put down one addiction and then um, looked to address this addiction. And unfortunately, when I went in, there was the way that it was structured, the program that, that I was in, it, it caused me, I mean, it was just my experience at that point in time. It worked for many other people. I found that it caused me to be more, more focused and obsessed with food. I wasn't getting any type of relief. I felt like I was even more tortured. Um, so I left, went back to some more diets. And you know, my my deal is that I, for a while, I could get down to my um, down to my goal weight, down to my jeans size that I wanted to be in, and that would last for like two outings, one or two outings, five minutes, you know, and then I'm back back up and up and higher, and you know, and then and then my journey ended up being well, I wouldn't, I never got back down to that goal weight other than my wedding day. Um, and then I didn't go back up to that high part, but I just kind of stayed almost like just this unhappy, unhealthy place of just these particular weights that I just kept fluctuating in. Um, and each time, you know, for me, it was like, oh, this is going to be the one, this is going to be the one. And probably about, again, I'm guessing on dates, it was about 13 years ago, I tried away again. I was, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not feeling like I'm fully recovered. I'm working my other program and I'm still, I'm still dealing with stuff inside and I'm still escaping. And um, so I tried again and, and it was pretty much the same story. And I just felt like at that point, I, I would have rather just died. Would have rather have just died. I couldn't stand the way I was living outside of the halls. I didn't find my place inside of the halls. Um, so I just went back out, numbed out, you know, um, my story is one that I have a tendency to live from the neck up. I try to forget that I have a body. I, I have a lot of, you know, like judgment and stuff. So it's just from here up and, and, uh, let's ignore the rest. And, um, you know, when I was really thin, I, I didn't notice it thought I was heavy when I was really heavy. I was like, Oh, I'm not that bad. It was just, it's really such a disconnect. And um, such denial, it's such depths. Um, so anyway, I continue to, you know, more weight loss stuff. And, you know, I, I don't know about the rest of you, but there's nothing else that I would have spent, what, probably almost 50 years trying to do the same thing and expect a different result. Like anything else, I might've done it for maybe a month, maybe two, maybe even a year, but it's a long time. That's, that's, that's like such, for me, that's such denial that I think that just, you know, I'll just do it harder. I'll just do it different. This one. So anyway, comes the pandemic, like life wasn't hard enough. And then, you know, we get hit with that. And, um, I, I turned to food because I really thought that I, 
I was so, again, I was so full of fear. Um, and I was really deep into the food and somebody in one of my other programs had told me about her friend, our friend, a mutual friend that was, that was in OA and she was having a very different experience than what I had shared with her that I had had. Um, so I decided I would try it again. So this is some point, probably about three years ago now. Um, so it was probably the summer of 2020 and I give her a call and I start talking to her and it, and you know, the, the, just be able to work the, the, uh, I loved the, where it talks about, and I don't know if it changed and how they said it, but I, you know, the compulsive food behaviors, you know, compulsive eating and the compulsive food behaviors, because a lot of mine, it is about, it is about the behavior. Yes. It's about the food. There's no doubt about it, but it, a lot of it is about the behavior because I can even have really bad behavior with technically okay foods. Um, so that for me was one thing that was really eye-opening and, and, and really made me want to continue to do this. And the other was, um, working with a sponsor to come up with my own food plan for one that worked for me, a personal one. Um, and, you know, I've had a higher power. It's different. You know, I kind of feel like I, I've, I've put, you know, it's weird. I put down my, my, my addictions in the order the opposite order of which I picked them up. Um, and I also feel like is some level of my lack of trust, um, in my, or, or maybe just my, you know, my upbringing of you, you can only count on yourself. So, you know, kind of just, um, stealing my way through. And I kind of did that when I came back three years ago. And even though we were doing the steps through the workbook and, and I was abstinent, you know, I'd come up with the food plan and, and I was doing all of that. I was really only relying on my sponsor. I, I went to a few meetings. Um, I didn't. I didn't go to them regularly. I didn't get connected. I certainly didn't pick up the phone and call anyone else. Um, and I know the credits aren't transferable from one to another, but I think there was just some level of arrogance that I, I somehow knew the answer, even though it's a completely different program. Um, so anyway, I. Then find myself November of last year, um, you know, kind of cruising along. And I needed a knee replacement. And I do think it is from partly from so many years of just carrying extra weight. And um, so I, I have the knee replacement. They say it's going to take six to nine months to recover, six to 12 months to recover. And um so I was going to take a week off of work, you know, and they were like, what, what, what? So I gave myself a month, I gave myself a month. And, um, you know, after a month, I was, I was so, well, first of all, I am now like, you cannot be connected to your, not, you can't disconnect from your body when you have that happening. So now I am forced into the body that I've ignored for almost 60 years. And I don't have a program. I don't have connections and I'm sitting on my couch. Now I know how to put, I know how to put safety nets in place. I worked my ass off to put every one of those in place because I knew I was going to take narcotics and I was terrified. And I put those in place, but I never thought about the food. Like it just didn't even occur to me. Like for some reason I thought it wasn't, you know, I wasn't an addict or something. I don't know. Thought I had it solved. So anyway, there I am on my couch. So by the way, when I put down the food at that point in time, it took about a year and I realized that 
I was very unhappy in my marriage and I stayed in it because I kept eating. And when I wasn't eating, I needed to ask my wife to leave. And so that was also a really a big one for me. And as a codependent, you know, so anyway, I'm sitting on my couch with my two dogs and people are bringing me food. Now I have the ability to say to people what kind of food to bring, but I don't. And I have a freezer full of abstinent food. I'll tell you, well, after my relapse, that freezer was still full. And, um, you know, yeah, I wanted that food and I didn't have a plan. And I ate my way through those feelings and um, everything that was happening in that period of time. My only connection was that somewhere along the line, I had signed up for this email that I got from this Martha P. Had never met her, had never talked to her, but that is the only thing. And I swear at that point in time, even though I feel like now we don't get many emails, but I swear it was almost like daily. There's another email. There's another OA email. And um, so I had in February, I had signed up for one of those diet apps. And luckily, you know, at the end of February, by the end of March, so March 28th is my abstinence date. I, I know, like, you know, I'm doing the same thing, only now I'm recording it in this app. And it's so in my face. And I'm just like, I, I, there's only one thing that I can do. I have to go back and I have to get help and I have to do it differently. So I went to the meeting, the newcomers meeting for Western Mass, shameless plug. It's amazing. Um, and I, there was that Mapa P. Huh. And she takes your phone number and then she hooks you up with someone to do this 12 day program. And I'm just like, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do whatever these people say that I'm going to do. And, um, but I did say to Martha, I don't want anyone in a different time zone. Thanks, Trace. I don't want anyone in a different time zone. So she gives me someone in Australia. And I was like, okay, so I'll talk to her for a few. And then after the 12 days, I'll get somebody in my time zone. Grace of my higher power. I think it's about, I don't know, we talked maybe three times, four times. And I was just like, oh my God. Like I am just melting. I am melting with relief. I am hearing answers to things that I thought I had the answer to. And I just know, I just knew it was my higher power is giving me this opportunity and setting me up. Now I have to do the action, you know, and that's what I didn't do before. I had no action plan. And this time I actually going through those 12 days thing and really learning about the program was amazing. And seeing my responsibility. There are a lot of tools. There are a lot of things that are going to help, but if I don't do any of them, I'm, I'm never going to get that help. And now uh, I see I, I hit my time. So I am just going to say that I am just so absolutely grateful that I have at some point gotten out of my own way and been graced with the opportunity to come back into these halls. Cause I know not everyone gets to come back. And I just a day at a time, I don't want to do it differently. And, I'm, you know, I, there's so many things that I do as an action plan that I was so resistant to before. And I do think that that's why that's what's different. And I have moments of joy and I have a lot of moments of grief. And so my topic would be um, if people could share about their action plans and how they keep them, how they keep them going, how they keep them active. Um, so it's great to be here. Thank you very much.